You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, and welcome to Locked On Texans. Today's podcast brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash LO Texans. You guys know the code forward slash LO Texans after audibletrial.com for your free audiobook. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We welcome in a new guest to the show, House of Houston's Brian Patterson joins us. Great to have you with us, Brian. And I want to start by getting your thoughts on the Dwayne Brown contract situation because that thing keeps going on and on. The Texans and Brown still in limbo at this point. You recently wrote a piece on House of Houston about Brown. And you, if I was right, you weren't really happy, not happy with the holdout at all. Yeah, that that is absolutely correct. Uh, you know, this is drawn out way too long. And uh, Dwayne Brown just needs to get back to the team. His teammates uh, need him. But I understand why he's doing this. It's, you know, he doesn't have as far as a guarantee in terms of his contract for next year. He is in the range of about $9.6 million for 2017. That's not guaranteed. You know, as he gets into his later years, he would want some of that money guaranteed. So he's holding out for that particular reason. But then it comes to a point to where it hurts your teammates because this is an offensive line that is a lot newer than, than what we've had over the years. There are a lot of new parts that are going to be added to this particular unit, and he's kind of got to get that rapport uh, with them. I'm pretty sure that he will, but more time missed away is definitely going to have an effect on how in sync they are when it comes to training camp because that's not too far away. We've got some draft picks. We've got Greg Mance there. We've got uh, Nick Martin there. He's going to be working with all of those guys. It's certainly going to be something great to see because um, offensive line, although it wasn't uh, the greatest of lines, they were just a little bit under the middle of the pack. In my opinion, there were some that were a lot worse. We could do a lot better, but I think that this offensive line could really do things this season. But with Dwayne Brown there, it's definitely a plus. He's he's valuable to us, but there are a lot of other priorities right now at the moment other than his uh, contract, and that is why both sides are at a stalemate. Uh, we've got to get DeAndre Hopkins uh, his extension done. I mean, he is in his fifth year, and normally the Texans do like to get things done at this stage whenever you're on your last year before you go into free agency before. They, they don't want that to happen to, to him, I would imagine. But uh, Dwayne Brown, he still has some years left on his deal, but I would understand that he would want you know, some of those, you would want those remaining years uh, definitely guaranteed. And his salary is just amongst all the particular, t- uh, the uh, left tackles that are out there. That, that That's really the rub, isn't yeah, it? Is, yeah. That's become the rub is because all these tackles got a lot of great money, guys that we didn't yeah. think deserved the great money mm-hmm. in the off season. And, and he's kind of, dro- he's dropped down the list. Now he's not as good a tackle as he was earlier in his career. No. But this is a situation where if you're Dwayne Brown, you look at a Texans offensive line that is not really strong and you're the only real you know, force amongst the offensive linemen that they have. And it's just so hard, Brian, when you, as, a, as a fan or anybody that watches the NFL to not side with the players because the NFL is, is the worst league. There's just no guaranteed contract. It's bad financially. Exactly. And you've got a short window to try to make this money. And being around Dwayne in the locker room and just knowing the guy, he's a big teddy bear. It's hard to say 
well, yeah, he should have should have should be holding out when you go, boy, if, if Dwayne Brown thought he's doing the right thing, I, I kind of want to side with Dwayne Brown and, and the Texans at the same time though they they've always tried to take care of their guys. Yeah. Yeah, they they usually do, and I certainly hope to see that uh, out of the Texans. I, I would love to have Dwayne Brown retire as a Texan, but we all know that that is a little naive because it's a business, and the business is going to do what it takes to make sure that it runs like a well-oiled machine. Let's talk a little bit about because uh, Dwayne Brown thing, I think we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Dwayne Brown yeah, in a yeah. few weeks, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not absolutely. going away, but I do <laughs> want to ask you about, because uh, I'm looking forward to training camp. Uh, we're just uh, less than a month away now. It's, it's coming up quicker than we, we think, but at the same time, uh, we, we got some time to talk about it because uh, we do have like about four weeks before it starts up in West Virginia, but the, the storylines for training camp. Give me three storylines. Let's start with storyline number one for you. What's the storyline that you, you're keeping an eye on? And I guess the the one that's obvious on the board is is, is the quarterback situation. Is there anything about the quarterback situation as you watch it that you feel like, oh, not, not, not enough people are talking about this, about the quarterbacks, or this is you know, kind of what I'm thinking with, with Savage and obviously Deshaun Watson, the new guy. Nobody's talking enough about how Tom Savage is up against the wall and that I think he will succeed this season. This is it for him. This is his, the end of his rookie deal. He's, he's right up on the edge there. And he's got to prove whether if he's going to be with the Texans in the future or with another team that he can start capably for an NFL team. They're going to give him an opportunity. They want him to succeed. He knows that playbook better than anyone on that particular roster. He was picked by Bill O'Brien. He was the first quarterback selected, the only quarterback that was drafted the highest, uh, you know, in the the fourth round for for Tom Savage, uh, pretty much. But uh, what I think about Tom Savage is that he has faced adversity all through his career, going back through college, finding a home, finding a fit. And I believe he has that here but if he ha- if he stays healthy that's the main thing cuz his health is the most important thing he has had opportunity after opportunity but that's the main thing i worry about now he has still yet to throw a touchdown pass i mean he has helped in so many ways and that's going to come definitely but he's got to get down there knuckle down concentrate because this is it for him he's got to win the battle it's funny that we always talk about the touchdown passes and him not throwing a touchdown pass and make a big deal about touchdown passes and everything like that and as a texan fan i just go well, are touchdown passes that important? Andre Johnson didn't catch a whole lot of them, but we still think he's a great wide receiver. True. I just saw Tom Savage move the ball up and down the field pretty well and making good decisions at the end of the season mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things that I want to see in a quarterback. The only time he didn't do well was, I think, when Godsey, and I'm going to put it on Godsey because Bill O'Brien's, you know, decided that he was a scapegoat. Rick Smith decided he was a scapegoat, so Bill O'Brien's taken over the offensive coordinating duties, but... I, you know, they put the lock and chain on him on that in that Bengals game in the first half, and he I think he threw six passes. And everybody, oh, he had a terrible first half in the Bengals game. Remember that? No, I remember the fact that they didn't throw the football. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. They they just you know kept handing it off, and uh, that that's the problem. And that's with Lamar Miller. We ran him into the ground last season, and luckily he. He he didn't get too affected by injury. He did get hurt toward the end there, and he was able to make it through. But the goal this season, and hopefully with Deontay Foreman being drafted, that's going to help with his workload because he is too talented to be ran into the ground. That's your that's your second biggest storyline is the Deontay Foreman because you, yeah. you think that can be 
the difference in the Texans offense because now you've got and – and I've called them like it could be a Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside with Foreman and Lamar Miller. And that also allows you to do something that you didn't get a chance to do much last year is put Lamar Miller in the slot occasionally, do some different things with Lamar Miller. Maybe you can have both of the guys in the backfield and do that sort of stuff. You know, I, I can't give you the formations. I was out at the OTAs of minicamp, and I can't tell you what they were running. And I th- and they're probably keeping it pretty vanilla, too, to be honest with you. But that's something that, you know, maybe with the Deontay Foreman, you can do. And with an offensive line that might not be able to push people around, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Deontay Foreman's got to help that. He does. He does, definitely. And that's a good thing about um, our running backs. Uh, there's going to be tons of depth there. Um, you still have some guys that could be available, but those are going to be the two guys that we're going to run in terms of out there on the field. I mean, the foreman, just with his talent, um, just what we saw at the University of Texas shows uh, the tremendous uh, type of uh, boost that that offense is going to get with him in it. Let me get to the third storyline in a second, but before I do that, I just want to quickly remind our Listeners, that Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a three, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can download your choice of any audiobook free by trying audible.com. Plenty of great sports books to choose from from Audible's website. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash LO Texans. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash LO, as in locked on Texans for that free audiobook. And Brian, I guess the third thing, I'm interested to hear what, what your third thing you're looking out for because there, you have a lot of choices right now. you got right tackle. Is that a storyline that you're super interested in? Is it the second safety? Is it who's going to you know, pick up the slack from A.J. Boye at cornerback? Uh, we could go a lot. And, and, of course, J.J. Watt. I can't forget about J.J. Watt because that, that's a little bit of a storyline. If, if the, we see the J.J. Watt that we saw winning defensive player after the year after defensive player after the year honor. Yeah, with J.J. Watt, uh, pretty much, we're, we're going to see still a dominant J.J. Watt, but we may have seen the last of what we have looked at over the years. We don't need to raise our expectations too high on that. And he's going to be a very good player, but he's got to be careful because back injuries are no joke. And plus, he's got health. He's got Jadavion Clowney uh, right there with him to help. And it's going to be interesting to see how Mike Vrabel is going to be able to use him, uh, definitely both of them on the on, on the defensive line, because they're both guys that love to uh, improvise and do what they want. They're, they're incredibly, incredibly talented. And uh, what they do uh, out there is definitely going to be an effect on how that defense is going to look. I mean, people are going to be looking to them to perform so that way that the defense can still be as fierce as it possibly can. And that's one of the things that's going to be a luxury for them to have a clowny for J.J. Watt to come back to because now he doesn't have to be that out there for every single... There was right. this mm-hmm. thing where J.J., and it's partly just that's to, to J.J.'s personality is, but it, and it's partly how great he was, but you know, you had him out there for every play with a back injury to take it a little bit easy. Let's give him some plays off. And they have that capability because you've got Clowney and you got Merciless and you got guys and even Bernardrick McKinney with what he's capable of doing. And maybe hopefully we see as big a jump from year uh, two to year three as we saw from year one to year two. Not likely, but I think that he's still got room to improve. I think Bernardrick McKinney can become a better pass rusher. Maybe we didn't see maybe as much, maybe him becoming 
a great pass rusher last year, but the other parts of his game look like they got a whole lot better for sure. That That is absolutely correct. And just his ability to, we, we know that this guy's a star because the way he's just handled the media, uh, because, you know, he was a star on that line this season. You know, a lot of players don't have a lot of thoughtful things to say. You know, they just stick with the script. I'm just trying to help the team. I'm glad we won, things like that. But he just had you know, great antidotes to tell throughout the season. I noticed that press conferences and when they were interviewing him in the locker room, and I'm talking about J.D. Clowney. Um, so it's, it'll be great to have him there. And I think that this still is going to be the number one defense in the NFL. And we're We just got even better with J.J. Watt coming back. Definitely. But, uh, just to see what let's not raise our expectations too high he's still going to be fierce and dominant and better than a lot of defensive ends out there but with him going full tilt like he has been no I I really don't see it it's funny because you go well the Texans oh it'd be great if they had an elite quarterback and they had an elite J.J. Watt back but you know this can't be stressed enough and and I I think we probably mentioned it here on the show before but if you just get a a mediocre-looking J.J. Watt, in other words, a mediocre J.J. Watt, not a mediocre player, but a mediocre J.J. Watt coming back, and then you have a mediocre quarterback as opposed to the worst quarterback in football that they had last year, that's all they need. It's not like we're asking for the moon. We're just asking for mediocrity from those two things right there. and Mediocrity, especially from Tom Savage. But J.J. Watt, too, he, just, he doesn't have to be J.J. Watt intercepting every pass and doing everything but jj watt that can if he can be you know better than a joel heath might have been for you or a christian covington might have been or a john simon might have been last year that is leaps and bounds better you know with with a jj watt there yeah john simon um he's he's still going to be a loss to us uh he contributed well and you know he got hurt toward the end of the season so we didn't see him a lot toward the end and then he tried to come back and he got hurt again but uh he was a tremendous asset to uh that particular line uh, as a linebacker you know the colts picked him up and that's going to benefit them lord knows they need they've got holes everywhere on their defense so he's going to help them a lot but it's going to be interesting to see who steps up. We we signed Seal Moore, uh, definitely, you know, in free agency. So we'll see how he steps up, if he's going to be used, you know, on a regular basis or in just in different sets or whatnot. So that's going to be interesting to see, definitely. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they fill John Simon's shoes. Yeah, the, the other thing that I, I think we have to look at for the Texans, and I'm, I'm going to go a little big picture because your house of Houston, you do the Astros, the Rockets. Let's look at like the Astros perspective. We see guys with the Astros who made that jump in their career this year. You look at Carlos Correa and George Springer and Marwin Gonzalez, and they're at that point in their career where they, they've made that jump to be go, go, going from, hey, they're all right, to, wow, these guys are all of a sudden MVP candidates and, you know, Marwin Gonzalez, maybe not an MVP candidate, but like he is the super sub of all super subs. It's just like the numbers he's putting up are remarkable. What if you get that from Will Fuller? What if Will Fuller makes that jump? What if Braxton Miller makes that jump? Exactly. Uh, what if uh, uh, Xavier Suofilo, God, 
help us make that jump. You know, what if some of these I'm, guys I'm do that? I'm still worried about Xavier Suofilo, you know, but he, he has really, really progressed in terms of how he's played because, you know, there was a time where he couldn't even get on the field. He just wasn't getting it. But last season, I think he was getting it. You know, I've had this debate so much times, and they say, oh, it was because of Dwayne. He's on his side. But I really do think that, that Xavier Suofilo is getting it, and um, I hope he continues to get better. He's a second-round pick. I mean, <laughs> he just he has those moments. You know, he, there's, he, he does really well, and then all of a sudden you're like, Xavier, you might want to block the guy that just ran past you. <laughs> right, you know? right, he's, right. He's big and he's mobile and he looks like he's checks all the boxes when you're looking for a, a really good guard in the league. And I think I talked to, you know, the guys that are out there watching with me, some of the media guys, some of them are, scout, you know, we got there's some scout guys and guys to do stuff for, for scouting services. And they, they say, well, yeah, it, it's just, you know, I talked to one former Texan player and then one of the players said, yeah, that's that's the thing with him. It's just the consistency and you wonder why the light isn't clicking on with him. And another one of those guys that I, a guy that I really feel like can make the jump. And, and for him, it's mostly about just being healthy, but Kevin Johnson, you know, he's shown some, some extreme potential and quarterbacks consistency comes over with time. And, you know, he's got great teachers with him and J Joe and Kareem and guys that really help him and all that sort of stuff. And if you can just, if that foot thing can just keep the foot thing away I mean, it's just like foot and back problems. I just feel like, oh, my God, as a Houston sports fan, can we get rid of the foot? And back? Can I can I yow and Tracy McGrady and, you know. Is there uh, an elixir to fix it all? We, we just need to find that magic elixir. <laughs> yeah, as somebody yeah. with a back problem, I yeah. just I, yeah. I know yeah. that it's just it's one of those things that, yeah, it's just that sucks and it just doesn't yeah. doesn't go anywhere. You know, JJ's like this extreme built athlete so you wonder does he live by a different set of rules with the back but the back thing it's not for it's just not one of those forgiving things no and uh it's and i don't know what you think i mean i I, i've said this before and repeating myself but if somebody's a new listener uh you're gonna have to listen to to this a couple more times i'm sure but jj watt best defensive player i've seen in my lifetime and i remember watching lt and I remember watching Reggie White, bold. and I feel like J.J. Watt affected more plays in more ways than anybody the way he – I mean, look, I watched Reggie White a bunch and Lawrence Taylor a bunch. I never saw them put their hand up and grab a ball out of midair going about 90 miles an hour out of the quarterback's arm. Those guys didn't do that stuff. I mean, what J.J. Watt does, his um, ability to jump on a football – uh, like balls on the ground, there's eight other guys, and somehow he beats everybody else to the football. It's desire, it's athleticism, it's instinct, it's a little bit of all of those things that he has in like times ten. And and I think there's just nobody that I've seen better. And I just I'm hoping we can get something close to that again because it was such a joy. I remember being in the press box last. A uh, couple of years before this past season, and you know, typing on Twitter, I said, you know, it's just great that we get to watch JJ Watt every every week. I mean, as a yeah. Texan fan, yeah. we get it to is see a him. Pure treat, it really is. Well, before I let you go, uh, want to get all the information for people that are interested in House of Houston, where they can find uh, you on Twitter, where they can find the site. Uh, what kind of stuff are you, you got running in the next few days? 
we are running heavy on the uh, NBA free agency. We have got a ton of content to read about the Chris Paul uh, acquisition. Um, it took seven players to get him, and we've got many different opinions out there. And um, you know, Daryl Morey is still not done, so he is definitely going to go for guys. You know, that rumored going for Paul George, going for Carmelo Anthony, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin. I don't know how high he's on each of those guys right now. I imagine Paul George would be among the top of the priorities, but he's trying to build a super team. He's trying to get it together because we've got to figure out how to beat the Warriors, and at least he's starting with that first step. But on to HouseofHouston.com, that's where it is. Uh, we are on Twitter, at House of Houston, also on Facebook. So feel free to find us there. That's uh, Facebook.com forward slash House of Houston FS, and you would be able to pull us up there, and you'll never miss a post. That sounds good. Yeah, the, the Rocket stuff, is it's going to be a fun next few days, that's, that's yes, for sure. Yes, yes, and I can't wait to hear more about how this team's going to get better, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this. And uh, no just uh, want to finish things off a little bit here, Brian, and want to send out the word to anybody that's listening. We'd love to hear from you if you're going to training camp in West Virginia, because if you'd like to be a guest and share your experience on our show, just drop me a line at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. We'd love to hear about that experience and what you're seeing up there from the players. Uh, a lot of people I know cannot get there because it's about $500 on a, for a plane ticket, and then you got to get hotel and everything. It's an expensive trip, so that would be great if you are going. Also, email us if you'd like to sponsor Locked On Texans. Again, that's LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. Might be the perfect way for your business to connect with Texans fans. And, hey, if you're a new listener and you're enjoying this, pass the word along to a friend or two. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. When you finish up this podcast, also be sure to go to iTunes and rate us. For the latest Houston Rockets offseason news, and there's plenty of it this week, stay in our network. Listen to Locked On Rockets with Ben DuBose. You can listen to him, and then you can be on House of Houston and reading about what they have to say as well. And, hey, go check out my Houston Sports Talk podcast to keep up with anything and everything going on in Houston sports. One quick final note, if you've got something on your mind, a question, show idea, topic, or anything else, email me at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com or send a message through our Facebook or Twitter page. Have a great week, everybody. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 